Recording has started. I tested it before I, before I, I joined the call. Excellent. Well played. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right. So I do have a rundown of some things I want to talk about today, <clears throat> which mm-hmm. I put together exactly two minutes ago. So you're welcome for the heads up. Excellent. <laughs> thank you. Yes. But the first thing I want to say is I did so much casting today. Today is Sunday, June 2nd. And let me count how many games. It's Monday. June cast. No, Time Traveler? I don't want to hear it. I don't, don't want to hear it at all. All right. So <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games today. Including. the nine games. Including a 45 minute PVT for Brood War. Yep. <laughs> okay. Because That's I was planning on getting the buffer up for my vacation this week, which by the time you hear this, I'll be back, but. Anyway, for the last few days, I've been on vacation. But then I got sick. It was like the worst possible timing to lose my voice because I was planning on doing all of this casting to get the buffer up and ready to go. And I was sick. And then I finally recovered on Saturday. But then there was a ton of family stuff that I had to do. And so Sunday was like, all right, locking myself in the office and I'm casting (laughs) all of the Starcraft. So that's (laughs) what I did. And my voice held up and it didn't go out. I was so worried I'd lose it again because I was abusing it after it just came back and was like, hey, treat me nicely. But it was fine. Everything's cool now. No, I'm doing a podcast because, you know, abusing the voice is what I do. <laughs> mm. yeah. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still watching Falcon Paladin uh, casts from 2015. Oh. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm in April 2015 right now. Oh. So you'll, you'll be caught up in about... Actually, at what frequency are you watching them? Will you ever be caught up? I, I, I think I will be caught up. I have about 200 more um, because I think I started watching them in October 2015. I actually found the first video that I watched. So that's kind of my benchmark. So once mm. I catch up to that, um, I just have to watch the most recent ones and then I'll be all caught up. Oh, okay. So okay. Hold on. Fair. I started in February of 2015, I want to say. Like late February was my first. It was like a Hearthstone cast, and then I did yeah. some StarCraft. Yeah. And those, accurate? those okay. casts were, were kind of rough. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, the further away I get from those, the better I feel about things. It's like, <laughs> that was a long time ago. It's fine. When, when are you going to finish Flat New Vegas? I'm still waiting for the next episode. Yeah, no kidding. That's probably not going to happen. Well, you say probably, which means there's a chance. Yeah, there is a chance. I can't see the future. I don't know what's going to go on here. There might be a time where I'm like, you know what? I don't have anything I want a single player. I don't think I want to let's play. Let's go back to New Vegas and the terrible combat system, and let's make it happen. Speaking of Fallout and Fat, terrible Fatty. things. Fatty, if you want to bring up a topic, you can just talk. You don't need to type it, Okay. You don't need to be Somicron, like... I, I have no idea what you're referring to. Nope, me I'm, neither. Somicron's hallucinating. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what I have a uh, screen to. capture going. I'm going to include a video <laughs> at, uh, at the same time of Fatty direct messaging us at the same time he's on a call with us. Well, I mean, in fairness, I gave him a whole list of stuff to talk about, and he was like, well, should we add E3 to the list? And I said, sure, and then Somicron got his panties in a wad. 
He didn't ask, can we add this Spoilers. to the list? Yeah. He just wrote E3 question mark. Yeah. That's what if it that was. was. If we're on video games, you can just segue into it nice and smooth. You don't need to Hey, ask. guys, do you want to talk about E3 later? Sure yes. do. <laughs> Why don't we talk about it right now? What are you excited to well, see at E3, Fatty? Well, but it could um, be... Okay. Uh, nothing, actually. Wow. This is zero yeah, things? Zero. Nothing. This is becoming... I, I hope I'm going to be very surprised, but this is... Uh, looking like a very boring E3. Dang. Okay. Mm. So you're like, let's talk well, about E3. I have nothing to talk about with E3. <laughs> <laughs> I I I, I want to hear from you guys what what you're looking forward to because to me it's like, you know, Nintendo has been doing their um their their own streams recently. So you know we're probably going to get more Pokemon news, some more Zelda Link's Awakening. Maybe some Metroid news. That would excite me if Metroid Four, um, Met- Metroid Prime Four news came See? out. There you go. There is something. Mm. Yeah, I'm not interested in anything Nintendo's doing. Sorry. Oh yeah. No what about comment that, on uh, that. There's uh, I I know that Blizzard is coming out with an amazing uh, mobile game, which uh, I'm sure everyone is very excited about. Oh you, no, you think, I, I haven't heard anything think, about this. What? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You should, I, I you should look it up on your phone. I do have one. I was, I was about to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Too slow. Uh, do you really think we'll see more stuff from Diablo Immortal at E3? I think they're just going to like sit on that until it comes out. If they were smart, they would. They're going to get booed anytime they try to talk about it at a convention. Mm-hmm. Well, what about Fact. what about StarCraft Three Mobile? Oh, gosh. Mm. No. Nope. Mm. I... No, no, I will. I will not even <laughs> entice the idea. I will not even speculate on something so horrendous. Yeah. Um, um, but actually, one thing I am excited about for E3 is seeing more of Ghosts of uh, Shusi- wow. Tsushima. Ghosts of Tsushima, um, the new PS4 ex- exclusive. Fun fact: I only heard about that game yesterday. <laughs> really? And I, I have no idea what it is. I've heard the name now that twice. That's literally it. What is it? <laughs> Um, it's basically a Souls-like game with a heavy emphasis oh. on, um, like, samurai swordplay. So it's kind of like, it's it's a Sekiro. cross between Sekiro and Dark Souls. Oh, okay. Um, well, I hope you enjoy that, because I will not pass. <laughs> you, saw my, you saw my frustrations <laughs> oh, with, yeah. um, with Sekiro. Yes. yes, I did. And it took me about a week to beat the final boss wow that's how many hours of playtime i don't i don't even want to talk about it (laughs) how much of it did you stream none of it (laughs) because i got so i got so frustrated that my streams just became like me struggling with like a 10 second segment of the game and i thought to myself nobody wants to watch this i don't want to watch this hmm you played 17.1 17.1 hours in the past two weeks of Sekiro, according to Steam. That so sounds if, if like... It, if it took you a week, it took you at least 10 hours to do the final boss. Sounds about right. That's yep. brutal. Okay. Yeah, maybe we the, didn't the... want to watch that. Very possible. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I suppose that could be in someone's wheelhouse. Um, I'm kind of interested in Jedi Fallen Order. I know it's EA, and I know they suck, and I know they murder franchises, but it's a Star Wars game, and... And EA's also said they're not presenting anything at E3, so you won't see that. 
EA has promised an inside look at Fallen Order at E3. They've <clears> not been specific about it, but they've said they'll present something. Hmm. Okay, maybe it was Sony that's pulling out of E3, not EA. That's, that's bigger. Sony, yikes, really? I think so. Okay. No, they can't be because um, Final Fantasy is going to be there. Final Fantasy. Yeah. And I don't know where you're hearing these things, Omicron, but they are wrong. Okay, so there's a Kotaku article that says Sony is skipping E3 2019. Crazy. All right. But I guess... Well, okay. Makes sense, I guess. Square Enix isn't strictly Sony. They're just heavily associated. Does Does that mean they're just not doing the press conference or they're not doing anything for e3 um i think they're not doing a press conference but we're still gonna see because sony isn't a first party developer of video games so we'll still probably see games on uh, the playstation well it's saying that there's going to be at least last of us part two death stranding mm-hmm. and ghosts of tashima that are all playstation exclusives that we'll still see but sony will not be presenting them it'll be uh, the, the devs, yeah. the developers, mm-hmm. possibly doing it uh, as part of like a indie free for all kind of slot. Okay, that makes sense. Fine. I think. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Death Stranding released a trailer recently, a couple of weeks ago. Now, by the time you hear this, but um, it looks as insane as that looked in the initial teaser like four years ago. So that game still makes no sense to yeah. anyone, and I, I include the developers in that. I'm not sure they know what they're doing with it. Kojima is a madman, but he's brilliant, so... That's the thing. Like, where does it cross the line into insanity, is the question. I don't know. I mean, I'm just... I have no interest in buying this game when it first comes out. If it the reviews are, in, like, insanely good, people love it, I'll give it a try. But, man, it lo- I have no interest in this game at all as it stands. It's crazy. It's like... <laughs> There's an infant, and you got to go to different dimensions and collect. That's I don't even know. I can't even explain it based on what the trailer looks like. So that's not a good sign. I am mm. interested in Cyberpunk 2077. I think they're gonna yes. have something for that at E3 this year. I don't know what. Whether it's just another trailer. Uh, I they might have some playable stuff though. To be honest, we talked about it last week that CD Projekt Red was like Cyberpunk will won't be playable at E3. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. They did say that. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if they put out a trailer. But last year they had like a, a one hour like game. playthrough. Yeah, gameplay thing. Right. I remember that. Which it's like, how do you up that? If you're like, okay, the game's taking longer than we thought. And we're not ready to show people or let people have hands on. Do you just show another mission? or uh, Sure. What do you talk about? So that's going to be interesting one way or the other. Um, what else is being shown? Well, you said you said Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII is getting a remake, and they put out. Sony had a state of the play, like their own little press event, where they put out a very shiny new trailer for the remake, which looks amazing. So that's a good sign. Very excited. Yeah, seems like progress is being made, which is always nice for something Mm -hmm. like this. People, a lot Mm -hmm. of people are looking forward to that one. Yeah, especially since they announced it like six years ago at this point, and then there was nothing for five years, <laughs> except for like rumors about development hell and devs leaving and uh, red flags, red flags. But it appears it's on track. Um, I also haven't heard anything since about it being episodic, so who knows if that's still the case. 
Yeah, that'd be gross. So, Last of Us 2. This is a game I am going to buy the instant it comes out. Last of Us 1 was good enough where I'm just going to trust the developers on this and get the sequel as soon as it's released. Uh, some interesting news that's come out recently. It seems like it might not come out until 2020. And in addition, it might be a PlayStation 5 title instead of PlayStation 4, which seems like a pretty major thing to change this far along in development. But I don't know how this works. I don't know how developing for consoles works, whether you can do that this late in the process. Uh, I think, like, 15 years ago, swapping would have been hard. But uh, consoles from the 360 to the 1, you know, have kind of becoming more and more pc light, right? Yeah, like, true. So I think uh, while devs who make games for consoles are always going to have that added bonus of they can, they'll know what hardware it's running on and they can tune it better, I think a delay in production and they decide to move to the PlayStation 5 won't be a huge checkup for them anymore. Okay. Because it's same, a, a very familiar system, just slightly different hardware. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think the only, man. I think the only console that really struggles with that is Nintendo, because the mm. hardware is different, is so different from generation to generation that devs have trouble porting things onto next gen consoles. But mm. I think you're right that at this point the PlayStation and the Xbox are so PC like that, you know, mm. it's basically the same code. Yeah. Okay. And the engines they're working on, it's the same engine. It's not going to be a different there, so that's not a big deal. Yeah, makes sense. The only thing is, if it's a PlayStation 5 title, I'm not going to buy a PS4, which I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure if Sony is considering that. I don't know how many people there are like me who don't have a PlayStation 4 already and will buy one if The Last of Us 2 comes out on that console. But uh, if it's As far as I'm aware, you're the only one. I might be the only person on planet Earth, so they're probably not worried about it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I've, I've been debating buying a PlayStation 4 too. A PlayStation 4 2? What's that? Um, is that like the pro version (laughs) it's the smaller version it's the slimmer version of the playstation Uh, 4 uh, Um, playstation 4 diet right yes yeah the 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 ps4 keto (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it it might be one of those things where if they, they decide that it's going to be close enough to the release of the playstation 5 they'll just release it for playstation 4 exclusively for like six months and then re-release it because I know Rockstar did that with GTA Five. It oh. was like right around with that six months of the place, uh, Xbox One, and they were like, "We'll put it out on the 360 first, and then we'll re-release it later and double our sales." Smart. Yeah, I could see well, Sony doing that. Yeah, I mean, it was smart, but then they also put out the story player two weeks before the multiplayer. So instead of people who were interested in different things getting that split everyone had finished the single player and was just waiting for the multiplayer and like instantly crashed their servers for like three weeks yeah oh, wow because everyone was trying to get onto it at the same time sure but that's a hard problem every multiplayer game has that problem to some extent because to, to some extent because yeah at but launch you have more players than you're ever going to have for the rest of the time you have the game most likely you know of games probably so they're like do we buy enough hardware to where we can handle 300 million players even though we'll never need this hardware again it's a Uh, hard discussion i mean a they could rent hardware all right they don't have to purchase it true and b 
a bad launch can really put a stink on their game yeah right like it's five years later but i remember that their multiplayer launch was bogus yeah and it's a complicated problem and i'm glad i don't have to decide that for video game developers (laughs) because you're right there's pros and cons for doing it both ways i mean renting hardware can be expensive if you're doing cloud stuff with amazon that is not cheap i mean it's just it's hard it's definitely a difficult thing but and you're right if you do it wrong if you just cheap out on it and you don't want to pay for it at all at the beginning can definitely sink your game in the long run so you don't want to do that either yeah and even all that aside what they did just compounded the problem because they didn't get the natural split between the players mm. with that the players that would automatically drift to multiplayer rather than the story so yeah yeah oh don't do that yeah people whenever i have my own video game development company i'm not going to do that so mm. <laughs> um, Good i Good i I wanted to share some some finance-related E3 advice. Interesting. Okay. Um, so every year, um, video game-related stock prices always like go down right around and directly after E3, because oh, okay. I think after you know because it's this enormous press junket, and I think that investors come to E3, they hate what they see, and they just devalue the stock and they're not interested in um the outlook of the video game industry um so stock prices always go down um but then they always recover by like november by the holiday season yeah and it's been doing this for like years and years um Hmm. so if you guys are interested in purchasing video game stock wait till right after e3 Hmm. buy super Uh, low that sounds good yeah, I've I've heard other people mention that like we, we uh, we're in the video game ecosphere and stocks always go up after a big release. Like if a game like if Halo Infinite looks amazing, like we're hoping it does, when that comes out, Microsoft stocks should go up because it's a good release. Mm-hmm. And so you buy at E three and then just wait and like it's like we, we see this every year. How do we not? How is it taking us this long to pick up on the idea of buying <laughs> stocks? Might be a good idea if you exactly. can see the trend. Well, because if it happens two years in a row, you're like, well, I mean, it could just be random, right? You need to wait for right, a few it, years before it becomes a pattern. Right, but it's happened like eight years in a row. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. People are jumpy with stocks. They don't want to jump on something unless they feel like it's a sure thing. I mean, I feel like uh, a lot of people, like myself included. I, I wouldn't know where to buy stocks. How do I do that? How do I set up a portfolio? <laughs> there's this, there's such an enormous disconnect between like finance uh, professionals who know nothing about video games and then gamers who know nothing about trading <laughs> stocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That sounds like uh, a movie. It's like this Wall Street guy's like, I need to learn more about the video game industry. So he like embeds himself with these gamers and like lives with them for a couple of weeks to figure out what's going on in the video game world, right? Yeah, the white only wolf if, of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. Only if only if uh, only if Quentin Tarantino can direct. Well, I don't Ooh. know that we need Quentin. I'm not planning on that many murders in my film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's don't capable know. of directing <laughs> a film where there are fewer than like 16 people just absolutely murdered. That is why he needs to direct EA the movie, where he just constantly buys smaller IPs and then kills them. Just takes them out back and shoots them in the head. Yeah, and then releases the mobile version with 
shitloads of microtransactions, you know. Ow. Ow. That made me hurt. It doesn't even exist. <laughs> Brutal. The Last of Us is great. I just, I know I talk about it a lot, but seriously, one of my best gaming experiences of the last 10 years is that game. And it's just because characters, characters are great. There's great moments. The gameplay is okay. I don't love it because of the gameplay was incredible, but it's just like, I love Joel and Ellie so much and their relationship means a lot. And I'm interested to see where it is set in Last of Us 2. It seems like it's maybe, I don't know, eight, nine years later. So hmm. it's basically a soap opera is it- at this stage for me. That's all it is. Is it still going to be Ellie and Joel together? Because well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I've, 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 I've never played uh, The Last of Us, but I oh. did see the ending of the game. It doesn't mean anything if you didn't play the game <laughs> and have the emotional heft. That's an incredible ending to a game, and you watched it and had no idea what it meant. That, that's funny because I've actually only seen the very beginning. <laughs> The beginning is really good, too. The beginning, at least, you don't need any context to understand what's going on. True. But it also wasn't compelling enough for me to buy the game. Anyway, sorry, Fatty. You, <laughs> did you have anything to say besides I watched the final scene and didn't know what was going on? Well, I, 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 knew, I knew what was going on oh. uh, because I, I, was, I was provided with uh, some context. But it seems like they're, you know, if, if the... Not to spoil anything for anyone listening, but no, if, don't if, worry the about sequ- it. if if oh so if like Joel's kind of the bad guy, yeah. Now. Like they had the opportunity to like cure the 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 zombie apocalypse, um, but now you know he's he stopped them and he's kind of the bad guy now. And does does Ellie know? I thought she didn't know. No, that's the thing. That's why it's so great. Ugh. All right, so I'm going to spoil the ending here. Basically, Ellie is immune to the zombie virus. And so they're like, well, maybe this can help other people. So they travel cross country and they go to this medical facility where these people are studying the virus. And they basically get her and they sedate her. And they're like, look, we're going to like do exploratory extracting surgery on her. And she's probably not going to survive it, but it will help us understand and save a lot of lives. And Joel's like, nope. And he murders everybody in the facility and takes her out and because he can't lose another daughter basically it's entirely irrational and then yeah so she wakes up as they're driving away basically and he's like yeah don't worry about it like they they looked at it and they couldn't get any more information from you and it's fine we're just leaving we're gonna go find somewhere else to stay and then later like at the end of the game she confronts him about it she's like is that true it's like they really I, I couldn't help anybody and he just poker faces it he's like yep there's nothing that you couldn't have helped anybody the end let's just move on and she's like all right i trust you and it's just like oh right in the guts it's so good it is honestly like one of my favorite endings ever it's fantastic so yeah like joel basically chose ellie over humanity and she was willing to sacrifice herself for it. Like, she was totally willing to die, and he just made the decision for her that that's not what was going to happen. So good. Hmm. <sighs> All right. Wow. Enough ranting. <laughs> deep, deep, deep breath, everyone. Find your zen. In through the nose, out through the mouth. That's right. That's how yeah. you do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I would totally play uh, The Last of Us right now if Sony's... PC streaming service was available in Australia. Right. But it's not, and so... How cheap I can you buy a PlayStation 3 on 
like Craigslist or whatever you have down there? I have one in my bedroom. Oh, well, the you get the game for probably like ten bucks, dude. Probably, uh, my my brother probably has it. I could probably borrow it for free. Yeah. <laughs> I'd play it if Sony's streaming service was any good. Never mind the I fact would, I could get I, it for free elsewhere. I would play it if I didn't have to set it up at a TV. Oh, oh, what? Right. <laughs> Like, cause I, I, if I could, if it was on the streaming service, I could play it right now where I'm sitting. I don't want to have to, you know, plug it into my TV and like sort out all that. Right, right now the PlayStation's just in a box. Right. You know, I don't, what, like, you know what's really cool these days is monitors have HDMI inputs, <laughs> so you could totally play it at your computer desk, no problem. Yeah, I, but I, 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 my computers I are a mess of cables. I'm not touching that. <laughs> but I, I think, I think what Samacron is saying is. He doesn't want to exert the effort of taking it out of the box. Ah, that's, well, yes. that's too much. That I can understand. No. I don't think it is worth it for that one particular game. But if I could, if if it were more convenient, I would totally do it. Oh no, no, Samacron, we're we're with you. We understand what you're saying. <laughs> I don't, I don't we just feel we like just you. disagree <laughs> with your premise. I hate you guys. <laughs> What? We agree with you. No, you don't. No, no we don't. No. I don't. I don't know about Patty, but I don't. I mean, look, look. We, we, I, we, we understand, but we don't empathize. How's that? Mm. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like if you understood, you would empathize. No, no, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. I can definitely understand where someone's coming from and think it's uh, something I don't understand on a, on like an emotional level for sure. It, it, I think it would just be more work than it's like the effort would be worth it. Like it, the the balance there is just improportional, so I wouldn't do it. That's what mm. that boils down to. All right, especially especially when I just had the ending spoiled for me. That's true. Yeah. But it's about the journey, Samacron. The journey is what makes the ending so good. Mm. Okay, I'll it's read fine. the Wikipedia. All right, it's fine. You know what you could probably do is just find all the cutscenes all stitched together on YouTube anyway. So. Oh. I, that I might could work. definitely do that. Yeah. yeah. Then you don't have to kill any zombies and you just get to watch the, the cutscenes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you really didn't sell it well when you were like, the story's great, but the gameplay's kind of meh. I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to play it now if the gameplay's terrible. I mean, it's fine. There's nothing about it that was like revolutionary. It's just a third person zombie shooter. Mm. It's all about ammo scarcity if you're into that in video games. Mm. Okay. Really Are selling you? it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, moving on. Last of Us is great. Last of Us 2 will be amazing. And if it's not, I'm going to be very, very sad. All right. So I don't think there's anything else at E3 I'm really interested in. Just the Star Wars game, uh, Cyberpunk, and then Last of Us. Halo, Gears, Final Fantasy. Um, what else is there? There's something else. Is there, any, is there any original IP that they're showing at E3? No, because it will be announced at E3, not before it. Right, like if there's no IP, we're not going to hear oh. about it now. Uh, other than other than ghosts, ghosts ghosts is an is original IP. Right. Yeah, um, and Death Stranding's original IP too. Right, but they were also announced last year, weren't they? Yeah. Right, but no, still, it was announced still original. Ago. It's not like sequels. Right? Yeah, they're not sequels. If, if there's new, if there's like new new IP, like we, like a week before E3, we we're not going to know anything about it. Unfortunately. True. Yeah, that's right. Because they want to blow everyone's minds. Yeah. Ah. yeah. 
pretty much. God, that reminds me. I was watching some GSL on Twitch yesterday. Mm -hmm. And they were showing the Korean cast of some GSL games from the previous day. Koreans spend the whole time with their minds blown. Like, everything that happens, <laughs> they're like, ah! ah! It's like, holy smokes, you guys. That's amazing. And I can't even tell if they're really casting in tandem. It really feels like they're just doing their own thing just next to each other. <laughs> I don't know. Just based on how they were talking. It didn't seem like the rhythms of... English casters that I've heard, but could be wrong about mm. that. Oh, also, there's that uh, new Avengers game that we're going to finally see more of that Square Enix is making. I heard about that. What kind of game is it? No idea yet. Hmm. Okay, it's <laughs> like, Avengers, though. Yeah, they, they they announced it last year, and then they were like, hey, we're going to have more to show you this year, and so hopefully we'll know what kind of game it is. All right, Soon. looking forward yeah. to that. Hey, I hope it's a point-and-click adventure. Is E3 this week? Am I going to be on vacation during E3? It's in, it's in seven days. It's in seven days. Okay, never mind then. Yeah. Well, I'll be at work. I can watch eight E3. For you. Eight. <laughs> yeah, good for you. I, I'm at work. I can't. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually it's tomorrow for Samacron because he's a time traveler. Correct. Anywho. <laughs> uh, you know what? Ooh, ooh. So... Switching gears a little bit, I just saw this. Uh, Good Omens. Good Omens, Amazon Prime TV show. I've heard of it. Six episodes. I'm just, I've read the book. I read the book for the first time a couple of years ago, and it is one of the best books I have ever read. It is the brainchild and the collect connected work of Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Okay. Two of the best authors, like, they're just the greatest. The way that they can construct English phrases is fantastic. So I've just never read a book where I have consciously stopped reading and said that was an incredible paragraph more than I've read, more than I've done that with, uh, with Good Omens. So it's good. The casting looks pretty fantastic. It's got uh, Martin Sheen, David Tennant. Michael Sheen. Uh, Michael Sheen. You're right. It's not Martin. It's Michael. Yeah. David Tennant, John Hamm. Yep. Uh, who else does it have? Daniel Mays. Don't know who that is. He's an English actor, apparently. Brian Cox. Oh, uh, Beneford Cumberbutton is in it. He actually plays Satan. Nice. So, yeah, I'm going to start watching that tonight. I'm very excited. Probably mm. hammer it out while I'm on vacation and talk about it on the next pod. I will, anyway. Hmm. Fair. I Good don't stuff. know where I can get this. Yeah, probably the Microsoft store in like a month. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, I, the Microsoft Store has been buggy today, uh, so I, I can't even search to see if it's there now. Do you have Amazon Prime down there? Yeah. So maybe it's Amazon Prime. I don't think we get the uh, entertainment side. I think we just oh. get the shipping deals. <laughs> oh. Okay. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, paying, pay, probably paying more for Prime than I am. You don't get as much of the stuff. Uh, I'm not paying for Prime. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I don't huh? have it. Like oh, yeah, it's yeah, available. Yeah. I don't have it. Right, right, right. No, yeah, that's that's fair. Just means I got rid of. I got Prime when they stopped offering ad-free viewing on Twitch. Oh yeah, they did do that. Yep. I was like, did they do that? I was trying to remember. Yep. It's six ninety nine a month. Yeah. Hmm. That's actually math. Like math, five math. five bucks a month. 
in America. Yeah, it's actually cheaper. Hmm. I guess that's fair because again, you don't get the content. So, good job, Amazon. That's entirely fair. Awesome. Anyway, good omens. Fantastic stuff. In other news, it has been raining so much here. This is like the rainiest month that Utah has had that I can remember. I haven't had to turn on my sprinkler system at all the entire month of May and all through April and into June. It's crazy. I've never, ever uh, seen this before. My lawn is growing like crazy. It's nice. It's basically turned into the Pacific Northwest here in the state of Utah, which is technically a desert. Hmm. There oh, have also good. been a lot of there have also been a lot of tornado warnings in that part of the country. Is that right? Not in Utah, no. No. No, it's more of a Midwest but, thing. But yeah, else elsewhere in the Midwest, right? Yeah. Utah is not really Midwest, I wouldn't say. Uh it's not usually kinda lumped in there. It's kinda considered like Mountain West or just the West, depending on how people are uh are regionalizing it. See, that sounds like somebody in the Midwest trying to tell someone else that they're not from the Midwest. Look, man, <laughs> Google Midwest states. And if Utah is on there, I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> I'm going to do that because it's a double 70 for me. Okay, here we go. Let's see. I've got a nice infographic here. Uh, Utah is certainly not there. Nope. Uh, Minnesota, Iowa, and then Missouri is the dividing line. Yeah. See what I'm talking I about? See- I see Montana, Wyoming, and Colorado as kind of the, the gray area. Yep. Like, they don't see themselves as Midwest, but the rest of the country does. Colorado? So, really? That's yeah. weird. <clears throat> but not Utah, right? No. Ha. See, well, we're protected from tornadoes because we're in a valley. We've got big old mountains surrounding us, and tornadoes have to form inside of the valley to have any hope of surviving. And that has happened once in my specific memory of living here. That was back in like 1998, I want to say, or tornado formed and touched down in the middle of Salt Lake City. Did some damage. I don't think it killed anybody. (laughs) But yeah, it was insane. It's the only tornado that we've ever had here. 1999, yeah. Yeah. I got to share something with you guys. Uh, Let's see if I can do this. It did $172 million in damage. Yeah. I really don't think anybody yeah. died. One fatality. Oh, there was a one person right. that died. Sorry. So I'm, I'm, I'm sending you a picture of what's considered the Midwest. <laughs> Wisconsin and Minnesota. You're a crazy person. <laughs> At least you didn't get in Michigan. Michigan would murder you. Uh, wow. I mean, yep. Idaho. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also, who's Alex? <laughs> <laughs> so hey, Alex Alex. says Utah's in the Midwest. I uh, I don't think I owe anybody a dollar for that. You owe Alex, Alex at all. I don't think Alex I think is considered so. a, uh, an authority on this subject. Hey, I found it on the internet, so it must be true. That's a good point. That is how that works. Does that work in court, Mr. Loyal? Um... Or- like I found a no, source. No, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was um, I was working. This was back when I was like a first year associate, and the partner, like the managing partner, gave me like a brief or something or like a client report that he wanted me to look over, and he had as a source um, Wikipedia, 
and I had to explain to him <laughs> why Wikipedia was not a valid source. It's not for a primary source. Yeah. Anything. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, could you find a primary source behind the Wikipedia article, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. Not that bad. Yeah. Not n- not before I I changed the Wikipedia article to demonstrate why uh, <laughs> we don't cite the Wikipedia. <laughs> Yeah, it's the office quote. Wikipedia, anybody can say anything they want on there, so you know you're getting the very best information at all times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe not. Maybe no. not. Maybe me not. Hey, hmm. Fatty, do you have HBO? Um, I did until Game of Thrones ended, but you now sh- I don't. You should get it back, <laughs> and you should watch Chernobyl, because it is the best TV. It is incredible. Have you heard anything about this? Yeah. He, um, he would have if he listened to last week's podcast. That's true. Did you just listen to last week's podcast? Uh, I don't think so. So I, I typically listen to your podcast when I'm driving. Uh huh. And <clears throat> I didn't. So I've, I've listened to every single podcast from day one, except for last week, only ah, because okay. I stayed in. Only because I stayed in this weekend. Fatty, let me um, let me let you in on something. Last week's episode came out about two hours ago. Yeah, that's. Oh, I haven't listened to the last week's podcast. <laughs> you crazy man. Well, it's 50 minutes long. It came out two hours ago. You had the time. Wow. I was brutal. doing laundry. Well, laundry is a perfect podcast activity. It actually is. Yeah. Wait a minute. I don't even see it. Uh-oh. Um. Oh, bi- bi- bionic mouth. I had to, I had to refresh. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Like yep. hard refresh. Bionic mouth. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna download this, and uh, it is the next on my queue. Excellent. All right. Excellent. Um, yeah. But the only thing I've heard about uh, the 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 only thing I've heard about the show Chernobyl is the teaser trailers that I would watch around Game of Thrones. Yeah. Back when they were like, and please looks... don't cancel your HBO subscription. We have other stuff besides Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. I wonder how well that's working for them. I don't know. It's working for me. Chernobyl is amazing. Right, but Chernobyl will end, and then the subscription will end, surely. Mm, True. Chernobyl, but then I they've mean, got, like, Deadwood the movie, and Silicon Valley's coming back at some point, and Westworld's coming back. Like, they've got me. They have enough programming at this point, or I'm in. I mean, according to a recent survey, um, 50% of HBO subscribers actually ended their subscriptions when Game of Thrones ended. 50%? <laughs> That's Oof. way more than I thought. That's insane. Yeah. And that, that study is actually one that I just conducted between the three of us because uh, Falcon um, kept his and I, <laughs> and I did not. And Samacron never had HBO. So that's, that's 50%. That is 50%. Fatty, you have questionable facts. <laughs> I mean, statistically, we 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 match the presented data. It's not questionable. It's accurate. It's um, entirely questionable, and you know it. Don't you defend nope. it? Nope. Now I need to look I, into it. Do you think they release those numbers? <laughs> I bet they don't. I bet you they don't. It's like Warcraft. They just stop reporting them after they started losing enough. Yeah. Uh, subscriber numbers. I don't know. It's too soon after the end of Game of Thrones for them to have official numbers, I don't think. Hmm. As of February 2018, they had 5 million subscribers. So that's the most recent numbers Wikipedia has. Because Wikipedia HBO has 130 million subscribers worldwide as of 2016. What the? Oh, wait, what? 
according to HBO's Wikipedia. Oh. I wonder if HBO's been editing their Wikipedia. No, no, no. HBO Now has 5 million subscribers, because that's a standalone oh. service. Okay, so we're looking for explicitly for Now? Like no, HBO no, now? no, no. I was trying to look at everybody, but I found the number for HBO Now, because I wasn't reading the whole sentence. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, my bad. Yeah, I don't know. I just I all I know is that for this whole season of Game of Thrones before there was a two minute commercial for all of the programming they have on HBO other than Game of Thrones. They were very without coming out and saying it, they were like, Please don't leave us. There's so much other good stuff in here. It's not just Game of Thrones. I mean the thing is they will have more Game of Thrones eventually. So people will come back. It's true. It's good. I uh, I I think they'll be back even if it's bad, to be honest. Maybe. So I want to see if it... They will, they'll, at least for the first episode, I want to see if the first episode's good or bad. That's true. Anyway. Chernobyl is incredible television. It's like, you knew that there was a nuclear plant meltdown in Ukraine back in 86, right? Everybody knows about it. But this just... It just shows how dangerous it was, how close it came to effectively murdering, like, hundreds of millions of people across all of Russia and Ukraine and Europe. It's terrifying, honestly, how close we were to dying. It's like that story of the time that there was a false warning that Russia thought we were launching nukes at them, so they gave the order for their subcommanders to launch nukes at the U.S. Hmm. And the subcommander was like, no. And he basically saved the world from nuclear winter because this one hmm. dude was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. Amazing I stuff. The, uh, I remember the uh, XKCD about that. Yeah. Totally. I think yeah. we talked about it on the bot before, but I think it's worth remembering that we were that close to just, like, humanity getting annihilated. Yeah. Whew. It's always Russia stuff, man. Russia's scary. Have you, have you ever seen... Wow, this got really dark. Have you ever seen the original The Day After Tomorrow with John Lithgow? No. Is it no. young John Lithgow? It was a young John Lithgow, and the first half of the movie is very purposefully boring and it just follows the mundane lives of different people and different families at the turning point no, 1975 yeah um, mm. at the turning point um, the United States and Russia launched their nukes at each other oh gosh and the entire second half of the movie is just the nuclear fallout that is yep that's dark stuff that's scary stuff for sure mm. Where yep. I can't find it here. <clears throat> well, good on IMDb. Yeah, it's uh, 1983. Oh, it's called The Day After. Okay, I was looking for The Day After Tomorrow. Because there's a spaghetti western from like 1963 that's called The Day After Tomorrow. And I was like, that's probably oh, not uh, what uh, Fatty's <laughs> talking about. Probably <laughs> <Well, laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Mm. Especially because they put it out like during the Cold War. So it's very real yeah. to everybody who watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of that. I mean, uh, like Red Dawn, I think was a movie that came out around yeah. that time, same time about like nuclear Russians. war. Yeah. Well, it's uh, yes, nuclear war and Russians <laughs> actually like landing troops on U.S. soil too. Right. You're getting all the way to I think Colorado is where the kids were, which really inland mm. Colorado turns out. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, I just, I remember talking to my dad and he's like, yeah, I mean, especially as kids, we were convinced there would be nuclear war during our lifetimes. Like we had no doubt about it because it was so prevalent. Everybody was so afraid of it all the time. And then it didn't happen, which is honestly 
and as close to like a modern day miracle as you're going to have, I think, is that it didn't happen with all the nukes that were pointed, that none of them accidentally went off or somebody with their finger on the trigger just decided to pull it. I mean, it's mm. crazy, crazy stuff. It's going to look, yeah. I mean, that's an incredible historical period of the world for sure. Even though nothing happened, the fact that nothing happened was crazy. Mm. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the modern day equivalent might be zombies or uh, becoming YouTube famous. Everyone thinks it'll happen to them, but it won't. <laughs> See, I don't know. I think zombies have crossed over. They belong firmly in the realm of fantasy as far as I'm concerned. I don't think anybody expects the zombie apocalypse to come. I- I've heard of people being legitimately scared that zombies might be a thing. <laughs> Uh, where else did it come from but movies I mean I think if there are still people who think that the earth is flat and vaccines <laughs> cause autism uh, anything is possible it's true Sure, there are yeah. a number of people who believe any crazy stuff anything you can come mm. up with it's like yep. rule 34 but for what people believe I bet there's a name for <laughs> it uh, I have to gullible? look into that one well sure I just mean the phenomenon of like any crazy <laughs> thing you can come up with there's somebody in the world who believes it's true like firmly um, okay. Yeah, I mean, probably. There's yeah. got to be a word for that, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So switching, unless you guys still <laughs> want to talk about crazy, sad nuke things. Uh, just while we're on the idea of war, apparently uh, three Chinese warships docked at Sydney Harbour today <laughs> that nobody knew about. Like, unannounced? <laughs> uh, apparently, like, the Prime Minister was like, yeah, we knew it was coming, right? But nobody yeah. in the harbour knew. <laughs> like... Huh. People who live in Sydney woke up and there were three Chinese warships in a hall. <laughs> That's crazy. And then what? What are they? Did they come ashore? They're like, hey, we're just on leave. We'll see Sydney. I, I assume someone did, but I mean, there's not a lot of information. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. They're here for something. Yeah. Uh, as a reciprocal visit, says Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison being the prime minister, for those who are, I don't know. So Sydney's Navy is going to visit, like, Beijing or something? Maybe. Beijing's I, I think it was... I think it was... Because uh, Australian Navy... Like, Australia's basically, like, always got some Navy presence in the South China Sea. And so I think that that's them coming here in response to that. Ah. Not we're going to... Yeah. Do you, do you think that it's political posturing? Or do you think... Because I, my, my understanding was that there were actually pretty good and stable relations between China and Australia... Yeah, uh, I would say relationships are stable. It's not like it's tense or anything at any point that I've seen. Oh. Although I'm not exactly, you know, I don't have my finger on the pulse of the system or anything. But, uh, I mean, it's newsworthy and it's the first time I've heard of it, like without it being like announced, announced like ahead of time. But Scott Morrison's saying it, like the request was made a few weeks ago. And so, like, the government's known it's been happening, so it wasn't like a all-hands-respond kind of situation when three warships cruise into the yeah, opera house. obviously. If you just show up unannounced, I'm pretty sure that's a declaration of war. Like, you don't want yeah. to do that unless you really want to get involved in something big time. Yeah. But, I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it was political posturing, because that's just the way of things, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's especially how China likes to do things too. Yeah, like Australia is also a good relationship with the U.S. and the U.S. is kind of tense with China. I would say, especially over trade agreements. Yeah, always uh, right. Yeah, and so Australia, 
we export a lot of like coal and steel and aluminium to China and America. And so I, I also see another headline here saying uh, US considering tariffs on Australian import uh, aluminum. And so Chinese show up and being like, hey, we're your buddies. You can still import <laughs> export to us. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. It's this weird uh, triangle standoff that I know very little about. It's kind of weird they didn't <laughs> tell the public, though. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why you wouldn't tell just the random citizenry that a warship's going to dock tomorrow, you know? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, let's talk GSL. Yeah. Wait, you still there? Oh, wait. Oh, no. Did we lose him? It's Omicron. Oh, I think we lost Wade. It's Omicron. Come back. Somicron. 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 Friendly neighborhood Somicron. He might have muted himself on accident. Sometimes that happens. Oh. Uh. Just makes it harder for him to edit it. Yeah. Oh, he's still here. He's typing. Oh. <laughs> Garbage. Might have died. Uh, where are we? We're at 53 right, we minutes? Can, yeah, we can we can give him a second. All right, cool. Yeah. So I just put a link into current GSL 2019 season two. Okay. And if you scroll down to the playoffs, what do you notice here, Fatty? Oh, dear. Uh, hmm. <laughs> That's that's a little, that's a, that's that's a lot of Protoss. That's a lot of Protoss, man. It is five Protoss to two Zerg and a Terran. Innovation barely squeaking in there, like barely qualifying for the quarterfinals, which saved <clears throat> Terran fans everywhere. But yeah, it's a what? lot of Protoss. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, I don't understand why Protoss is having this incredible resurgence. I don't feel like any of the recent balance patches have really benefited Protoss in a huge way. Right. It just kind of feels like Protoss players have figured out this meta versus both Zerg and Terran that just works really well right now. Um, that that must be it. I don't think it has anything to do with balance. And I think we've seen in the last couple like major tournaments that um, Protoss representation has been a little wanting. Not that it hasn't been absent, but we've seen a lot of like Zerg victories and Terran victories. Yeah. I think Serral obviously is like Serral's the best, and then we have like innovation and SOS, um, and not SOS um, Sue, but uh, yeah, Sue got that bigger <clears throat> win, right? Right. Um, but I feel like Protoss players have just like they've been licking their wounds, and then they just kind of figured it out. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I think it's. I mean it's been a lot of like two base attacks that have been really strong. A lot of immortals, obviously, in both matchups. Mm -hmm. uh, getting Storm out really fast too. Uh, Colossus oh, have made some returns in both matchups too. So I mean, it's just kind of like everything Protoss has is kind of in a good spot, mm -hmm. and it just makes it really, uh, really viable, hard to prepare for, hard to predict what's going on. You got to really scout perfectly to see what the Protoss is doing because they can show up with different, uh, different setups at different times, in different yeah, compositions. Yeah, it's easier. It's it's definitely very easy for Protoss to tech switch, and I think also like. Um, a lot of the heavy hitting Protoss units are very much glass cannons. And so they're like, they have lots and lots of counters like Colossi are very good, but anything can hit Colossus. Um, Disruptor's very good, but if you don't hit with them, you lose. Right. Um, 
but uh, I don't know. I guess Protoss players just like had the annual Protoss meeting and said, "Okay, guys, what are we <laughs> going to do about this? How do how do we make um, how do we make disruptors viable again?" Yeah, <clears throat> maybe maybe it's the warp prism. You know, I can see a a warp prism uh, nerf coming pretty soon because basically the way the warp prism works right now is it gives any unit blink. Yes. Like all, all Protoss units are just blink disruptors now. B- blink colossi now. Anything blink on the immortals. ground. Yeah. Blink immortals. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the current meta now. Yeah. Makes sense. So, I mean, and two, I just feel like in every Protoss victory that I've seen, there's a big warping of charge lots into the opponent's main. And oh, then it's just so hard to clean out, both for Terran and for Zerg. You have to dedicate a lot of resources to go back and deal with it while dealing with the Protoss army at your front door. And it's hard to balance. It's really, really difficult to do. And even pro players struggle with it. So, yeah, yeah. Warp Prism I can see I'm, being a huge part of this resurgence for sure. And also Recall. Like, I know that... Yeah. Remember when, they when like... It. They, they did. And remember when the, the Recall radius was just, like, huge? Yeah. It was like your whole army we could go back home if you wanted it to. Yep. Right, and then once you got the mothership out, you could just like you can start recalling all over the map. Yep. Um, and you know, I so I started playing as Zerg, um, kind of a couple months ago, and it's really hard. Like without Nidus, you can't move your army around the map the way Protoss can. Right. Um, same with Terran. Like you can load everything up in a couple of of, of um, medevacs and and zoom across the map, but. That takes a very long time. It does, just... and it's dangerous too. If you fly over some stalkers, you're gonna have a bad time. Which, which I always seem to do for some reason. Whenever <laughs> I play Terran, and I'm like, "Oh, get in the Metavax," and then everyone goes in the Metavax, and then the Metavax gets shot down, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that what? <laughs> okay. Oh, GG, GG, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just cast an amazing game between Clem and Showtime today. Actually, that's gonna come up a little bit later. Um, might mm-hmm. have already posted, and uh, yeah. It's just, it's every tool in the toolbox that Showtime is using. He's got Colossus. He has Disruptors. He's got Storm. He's got Blink Stalkers. He has Adepts and Charge Lots and a couple Immortals. It's just like this kitchen sink strategy where everything is viable, with the exception of Void Race, <laughs> because they're not good versus Terran pretty much in any situation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it just seemed like he had everything. All the splash damage against Clem's Bio. He was just poking and prodding a lost couple of his bases, but doing warp-ins all over the place and then recalling back to deal with drops and stuff and stalkers in places to defend um, medevacs moving across the map. And overall, I mean, it was just, it took a lot out of Showtime, but he got the victory, really hard-fought win. But that's really what I noticed was he just had so many different things being produced and everything was being used in the appropriate way. And it was just beautiful to see. And I think a lot of it is also psychological too, because um, kind of with like business and advertising and marketing and stocks, like when when the pro players are doing something, everyone else seems to follow suit. And then there yes. becomes this, this synergy. So I feel like when Cyril was just like knocking everything out of the park, Zerg players became emboldened and everybody started playing Zerg. And so many people I know just like switched to Zerg and they were dominating for a while. And I think now Protoss is kind of coming into the limelight and now Protoss players are getting emboldened and everyone else is getting a little bit more defensive when they go up against Protoss. I think that one thing that I always notice is that the defensive player in in StarCraft typically loses. Like you have to be 
active around the map. You have to expand. You have to attack. You have to be aggressive. Not over-aggressive, but, you know, active. And that's that's how you win. But if, if you think you're in a matchup where you're going to lose and the other races, Imba and OP, you know, you're going you're gonna to be more careful and more likely to lose. So maybe maybe that's part of it. Like, I... One one really cool thing that I, I, I think we all love about StarCraft is the fact that it is this very finely tuned balance, but a lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with the way in which the races are played. It's it's the players. Yeah. Um, you know, it could very well be that, you know, right now the Protoss players just happen to be playing better than the other two races, um, and that could change very quickly and very suddenly. Um, you just have to get good. And everyone, I guess, collectively has to get good. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, really, anybody at the lower levels complaining about balance, sure, you can do it, <laughs> but it's a waste of time because Blizzard is not going to balance for you. <laughs> and and you know what? As I'm saying this, I realize how hypocritical I am because <laughs> when when Cyril was winning and everyone was playing Zerg, I was just like, oh, man, Zerg is OP. Everyone's Zerg. So easy. I could play Zerg. <laughs> now, that, now that Protoss is dominating, I'm like, yeah, you know, this is such a finely tuned game. <laughs> What a dick. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of expecting that response from you, to be honest. <laughs> like, here's some rope with which to hang yourself, Fatty. Let me talk about yeah. Protoss dominance right now for a couple minutes. Yeah, totally fair. Yeah. Absolutely fair. I see nothing wrong with it. No. Uh, but just... when Zerg is dominating, you know, Zerg wins your OP. Just get, just get rid of them. Garbage. Garbage <laughs> race. A-move race. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> brutal, brutal stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, good times. I think it might be time to wrap it up. We lost Somicron there. His internet yeah. died, and he said he'd try to get back, but it's been about 10 minutes now, and he's not back. So we might just finish as a two-man pod, and then if Somicron has some things to add, he can do so as he's the one who produces and edits the whole thing anyway. Indeed. Yep. But thanks for joining, Fatty. It was really fun. Good to have you on the pod. We'll definitely have you back. You are a, a, a scholar and a gentleman as a guest. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invite. Anything you want to plug before we go? Um, I guess just a couple things. Uh, you know, check out my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash fatty TV. Um, I'm also uh, hosting a fundraiser. Uh, I'm actually uh, collecting funds for the Golazana Children's Hospital mm -hmm. in upstate New York. Um, really great hospital. Um, one, one thing that we're noticing uh, in, in upstate is uh, urban flight. And um, not, not, excuse me, not, not urban flight, but I guess brain drain. Um, a lot of people from lower populated areas are moving to the big cities, moving yeah. to urban areas. And so, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of need in the medical community in more rural areas. And the Golizano Children's Hospital um, services a lot of those communities. So if you uh, come by my Twitch page, you will see a, uh, a donation link. And um, yeah, any, any support would be very greatly appreciated. Okay. Sounds like a noble and worthy cause. Fantastic. All right. Well, if you want any merch related to either the Falcon Paladin channel or the podcast, you can find it in the show notes. And yeah, we'll be here every week. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us. And until next time, as always, thanks for being here and you take care of yourself. Okay. Wait, do I hit stop or do I hit the record? <laughs>